0: we say
1: Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the FreeThinker Thinker Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Vela. Uh, on this episode, I have a very, let's just call it an interesting conversation with David Smalley, the rather infamous host of the Dogma Debate. Uh, he's been somewhat controversial for his often less than reasonable response to criticism, even by his fellow atheists and skeptics, and this episode Proves to be no exception. Listen with a full bowl of popcorn uh, to this one uh, for sure. If you'd like to contribute to the Freed Thinker podcast, follow the Become a Sponsor link on the blog or sponsor us on Patreon. If you enjoy the content but cannot support us with your gift, please share us on Facebook and give us a review on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the better we come up in search results. Okay. With that said, let's just dive right into the show where we're trying to discuss the nature of atheism and if it's a belief or a worldview. It starts out jovial and ends not so much. Enjoy the show. All right, so David, thank you so much for joining us on the Freed Thinker Podcast. Appreciate you coming on.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, so you uh, you canceled a, a very important uh, event that you were invited to to be on the show. Uh, you canceled with uh, a satanic temple. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I canceled with Satan to have a talk about <laughs> this Christian. That's
1: uh, you know, hey, that, that's one step <laughs> one step closer to heaven, I guess, when you're canceling on Satan. <laughs>
0: So, so here's what happens. So, uh, the the Satanic Temple is a very politically active organization. Um, they do a lot of really good things as far as keeping equality, right? All they all they focus on is Christianity shouldn't have uh, preferential treatment. So, if you're going to put the command, yeah, that's that's kind of their. They'll say, uh, you know, if you're. Uh, gonna go... in I'm, in so, a...
1: I'm so oppressed right now.
0: <laughs> you you are. Right? I know. I feel so bad for you guys. But their whole concept is, look, if you're going to put the Ten Commandments up at a city hall building, how about you put this six-foot statue of Baphomet there too? And then everybody in the community goes, hell no, we're not going to do that. They freak out over it, and then they say, you know what, no religious materials allowed. And they go, exactly, that's our point. And so they're more politically active. The Church of Satan, from what I understand, actually, like, worship Satan. And so I've been invited to the Satanic Temple. They do a a Q&A or a town hall sort of clear up some of the misconceptions about is there worship, is there ritual, is there actual, you know, Satanism, Where where's the line between them. And so um, I've been a, a public, um, not really antagonist of them, but I, I, I do a lot of questions and challenges to their whole system. Like, are you actually a religion? Are you pretending to be a religion? And so they've invited me multiple times, and I said I would go the next time they were in L.A., and they're in L.A. tonight. I found out about it two days ago, and I realized it conflicted with this interview that I that I told you I would be at. So, unfortunately, I had to tell them, uh, "Sorry, can't make it. Uh, I'll be with God then." <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's, that's, that's that's yeah. So hopefully, you know, next month I'll be able to go and, and ask my questions because if they're politically active and they're truly about equality, you know, I don't mind supporting that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to acknowledge the existence of Satan or worship any being whatsoever, regardless of what side it's on. I don't think there's enough evidence for Satan, just like I don't think there's enough evidence for God or Jesus. So I put those two in the same category. But politically active, I'm all over that. So, yeah, I have some questions for them, and hopefully we can clear that up next month. But um, tonight I'm with you. All
1: right. So, well, so. well, I heard you on the Unbelievable podcast, as did uh, millions of people. Um uh, talking about what what atheism is, and so I wanted to have you on to to have some follow up questions on on that conversation, uh, and and defining atheism, and and I'm sure uh, you know everyone listening thinks that you know atheism just is Satan worship. So, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of surprising that you weren't with your own people tonight, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. And I, I heard that a lot uh, as well as growing up too. I hear that a lot. Oh, that's, you know, obviously if you're, and, and I think, I think the Bible is to blame for that, to be honest. There's, there's a lot of verbiage in the Bible that, that lends to, if you're not with us, you're against us. Meaning, you know, if you're not for Jesus, you're automatically against Jesus and who's against Jesus other than Satan, right? So you're, you're on one side or the other and the Bible creates this dichotomy that you're either good or evil. If you're not on my team, you're working against my team. And so the Christian mindset tends to be if you're not, you know, proselytizing Jesus, if you're not winning souls, you automatically must be working for Satan. And the atheist stands aside from from both of those belief systems saying, I'm outside of religion. I'm not pro-Islam. I'm not pro-Christianity. I'm not pro-Satanism. I, I do not believe in any of those deities, good or bad. So, uh, yeah, they're they're not my people.
1: I don't. I don't know. You'll have to. You'll have to. I have a hunch. You have a really good bats blood recipe uh, that you can give me from one of your rituals. Oh, we'll, baby,
0: baby stew. Baby maybe. stew.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll yeah. we'll come up with that one later. That'll, <laughs> that'll come later for sure. Uh, so yeah. So really, uh, I I do appreciate you you have it, have it coming on uh, and making the time and and uh, and being here. Um, so so like I said. I heard you on Unbelievable, and the, the topic was um, to uh, roughly, you know, what what is atheism, um, and the like like all good like all good apologists. When I when I hear other apologists talking, I go, oh, I would do it better." Um, <laughs> so so I wanted to, I wanted to have you on the show because I, I I wanted to to kind of talk through some of these things with you. I thought you made some some good points. I thought there were some points that um, could have been uh, pressed on you a little bit more. Um, so I wanted I wanted to open the conversation. So so your your overall point in the unbelievable episode um, was that atheism isn't a belief; it isn't a worldview, right? Why don't Why don't you kind of hash hash out what you mean? What is atheism? Why isn't it a belief? Why is you know what What in the world is a worldview? Uh, and kind of go from there.
0: Okay, no, I appreciate that being the first question because one thing that I said a couple of times was that I I go back and forth on that. I honestly. I, I, I've i said before that it's not and I've said before that it is and I really I, I really could probably be swayed either way um, it depends on how you define worldview um, if you were to say you know belief in, in, in Santa Claus is a worldview is it really I mean it, 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 the kids who believe in Santa they view the world as though a Santa exists and that there's a world where they need to behave because Santa's watching and that that's a view of the world, but does that worldview influence which cookies they pick at the grocery store? Does it influence the way you know they play with their friends outside? You know, so I, I think the the definition of worldview could be debated and argued for about fifteen minutes and and hash it out. For me, I'll just say this: um, atheism is often tasked with things that are impossible for atheism to accomplish meaning and, th- and and i had this discussion on the last episode of dogma debate for anyone who wants to go listen i believe it's episode 303 i had a christian blogger on and we we got into this because he's like yeah i understand you know he was, he's very unique christian he's like a lot of the bible doesn't make sense to me i reject a lot of it but i could never be an atheist because and he starts listing all the failure points of atheism and i hear apologists do that a lot And I think the mistake there is you're putting too much credit into atheism. Atheism's not going to tell you how to behave to one another. Atheism is not going to tell you how to do science. Atheism's not going to tell you uh, where the world came from, where life came from. Atheism is not is not for those things. So if you say, by by the way,
1: Richard Dawkins just dug his own grave just so he could roll over in it. (laughs) <laughs> okay I've he, he, oh. I, I basically heard him affirm all those things so anyways uh keep keep going keep going
0: oh no 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 no, <laughs> now now he can now hold on there's a there's a misunderstanding there I think atheism doesn't provide evidence for uh or evidence against creation biological evolution does that there's a there's a name for that and it's a it's a science um Uh, atheism doesn't tell us that there are no angels and demons and an afterlife Uh, skepticism and lack of evidence is what makes us raise our eyebrows and say I don't believe that there's a thing for that Um, atheism doesn't tell us where life came from and neither does evolution that's abiogenesis. when we get into what was the first life how did first life begin that's not atheism atheism doesn't give us a basis for morality humanism does that there's already a thing for that so so many people who are against atheism as a whole will sort of attack it and say yeah but you can't tell us about morality and i can't get my atheism as though atheism is an exact opposite to christianity and you're you're putting you're putting too much faith into atheism but pretending it's this big thing that has all these answers when atheism is simply the answer to one question it's not even really an ism I don't even like it being called atheism. It's, it's really it's the answer to one question. Do you believe in any of the gods proposed? No, I don't have a theism. I, I'm an atheist. I am without a theistic belief. It's really that simple. Now, I'm a humanist, and I believe that humanism is superior to Christianity when you talk about morality. I believe that uh, evolutionary biology is superior to the creation story when we look at the evidence. But those things, they may be atheistic in nature. But it is not atheism as a whole. So when you say atheism fails on these different points, it's because atheism doesn't address those points.
1: Right. You know, so so I, I was uh, speaking a little tongue in cheek. Um, so one of the one of the things that I wanted to um, that I wanted to clarify uh, and bring up and kind of pick your brain on um, because I see this happening in in so many discussions, right? And we'll, and we'll get to some of my. Um, not really even objections but some of my, my questions and challenges for how atheists use the word atheism and atheist and, and those types of things um, but one of my concessions is gonna is gonna basically say look wor- words don't have static meaning right so a lot of times when I listen to, to Christians talking to atheists they're gonna say well atheism just means this thing mm-hmm. um, as if words don't um, aren't, aren't fluid and, and definitionally change with usage right so if uh, if atheism, has come to mean, for example, a, a lack of belief in God, um, that can be one of the usages of that word, right? That, 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 that can be a conceptual usage of the word. Um, I, I point out the same thing when when I'm talking with atheists about the nature of the word faith right faith can be used in the sense of blind faith but faith can be used in the sense of trust faith can be used in the sense of uh, trusted belief right faith, faith can be used in all kinds of different things it doesn't have to mean uh, belief without evidence so when I talk to atheists and like no that that's just what faith is okay but that's not the concept I'm using so um, right. you, you can call that faith I'll call my concept schmaith, whatever I don't really care let's just talk about the conceptual level and rather rather than saying well faith qua faith just is this thing that's lack of that evidence uh, it happens on you know it happens on both sides and so i try to i try to talk to, to my fellow christians and say look you know if you're talking to an atheist you can't just say that there's this like there's the the word always and forever just has to mean this one thing in every context and everyone's going to use that exact same con- concept right we we don't we don't want them to do that with our words we shouldn't be doing that with their words as well
0: yeah, I agree. I, I did the exact same thing on Twitter the other day. Yeah, I was, I was trying to say that this the atheist community as a whole used to be, like 10, 15 years ago, used to be about truth and building a community. And now it's become about 19 different social justice aspects that's ripping the atheist community apart because you may be on par with someone 9 out of 10 points, but that 10th point where you disagree... They're saying, screw you, I don't want anything to do with you, block, block, you're deleted, I don't want to be friends with you anymore, you can't come to my conference, and we're eating our own. And so I typed in Twitter something like, the atheist community used to be about truth, and now it just seems to be filled with self-righteous wannabe scientists who refuse to be skeptics. Right. And when I tweeted that, it was too, there were too many characters. And I was like, ah. Oh. So I went back to atheist community and changed it to atheism. And that that fit, so I tweeted it out. And the first like nine people were like, "Atheism is just the answer to one question. Let me teach you about atheism." And I'm like, "Oh God, yeah, I know that." Uh, so you're right. Sometimes you, you you the the word is fluid. You know the the when I was saying it in that tweet, I really just I changed it to say, you know, the idea of an atheist community used to have this. Common ground, and now it's becoming about you know ten or eleven different social justice issues that are ripping us apart. I was trying to I was trying to say, look, let's go back to our basics and say let's focus on the fact that we don't want Christianity to have preference, and let's take our political stand instead of ripping each other apart. But instead, the hyper focus became on my use of the word atheism as though it were a religion, and I never meant for it to be that. So we have that same issue even internally, <laughs> using that word right, right. properly. Or accidentally, we're having to backtrack and say that's not what I meant.
1: More movement, more problems, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I, you know, it's it, it's always funny to me that that kind of common uh, atheistic meme about how Christianity has thirty thousand denominations, and I want to be like, look, you know, you guys have had atheist congregations for about a year, or two years, and you, I think you guys have like eleven or twelve of them already. You guys are you guys are already on pace. <laughs> you know, give it give it well, two, th- give it two thousand years, you'll have. You know, however many, you know, 30,000 denominations. The
0: thing is, the thing is, there's no denominations because there's no there's no manifesto. There's no thing to follow. That's the whole point. Now, there are secular organizations. So if you're more firebrand atheist in your face, people tend to go for American atheists. They're more politically active. They're right in your face. Um, They're not going to be necessarily go out of their way to be cordial. They're just going to be like, bam, here's the deal. Your God is fake, and I don't want you teaching my kids that in school. Something like Secular Coalition for America embraces Christians into their organization to say, regardless of our beliefs, whether we're atheist, agnostic, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, um, politically, we should be a non-religious government so that that ensures equality, and we want to be politically active. And that's typically more in line with with my thinking. So... Uh, it's not really, and, and a lot of people are members of multiple organizations, and they contribute financially to multiple organizations. You'll never see a Christian going, "Oh yeah, I I give monthly to the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church, and a Jewish synagogue down the street." That doesn't happen. So that I think we have a little a little head start in that we're not necessarily divided because um, there's a different brand of atheism. Again, that's just the answer to one thing. It's more about where they think the focus should go. Should we focus on politics? Should we focus on lawsuits? Well, FFRF is amazing. Freedom from Religion Foundation is amazing. Whenever a teacher pulls out a Bible in a public school and says, "Now we're going to read from Deuteronomy," FFRF is the one that sends that that school you know, school official uh, a fax from the, the attorney saying, "This is unconstitutional. You can't do it. It's illegal." And then, kind of, you know, protecting kids who are who are non-religious. Um so it again it's more about where the focus is, not necessarily we think we're right, and all these other atheists are wrong that that's what happens in the in the, in the religious sect, and thankfully we 're not there. I hope we never get there so
1: so many things that I need to bite my tongue on in that in that section uh so, but but so so i did I did want to then um kind of branch out right so that that was my that was my 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 olive branch to start the conversation, but I did want to have kind of a, a you know a little bit more of a of a give and take in some of this, um, because in my experience, part of part of the the I wish I could say dialogue more often, right? But part of the arguments, part of the debates that rage um, is um, w- when I am talking to someone about the nature of atheism, right? I am. I it could you know it could be me falsely uh, thinking that everyone is interested in, in being consistent. Um, but I think that there needs to be you, you got to have a functional consistency um, between what you what you're saying and what you're doing right I, I, I think those two things should match. Um, so one of the problems that, that I find um, and, and we can we can kind of hash this out a little bit if you like, um, is that when I talk to, when I talk to so many atheists, um, and and this could be partly due to um, kind of the there there are more well thought out atheists and there are less thought out atheists. But uh, this, you know, so this could be this could drive some of it. But you have a lot of people who say things like you know they'll make statements such as uh, atheism is rational, right? Or or atheism is reasonable, um, or it's coherent, or or it's you know it's an evidence based conclusion. Um, or, or something even as you know as as mundane as atheism is true, right? But then they'll they'll say, you know, almost sometimes within the same sentence uh, that atheism is a lack of belief, and that's all it is. Yeah, right. Which which is is fine because conceptually those can be two different uses of the term atheism.
0: Well, I, I again, I, I don't like the statement atheism is true. Atheism is a negative claim and it's a it's a it's a way to say I it's a way to describe an individual. It's not to, a way to describe a religion or a thought process. You've got to break out of this mindset that Christianity is a belief and atheism is another set of beliefs. It's not really like that. So this is there's not going to be consistency because it's literally the answer to one question. So for anyone to say atheism is true that it's it doesn't make sense. That's like saying um my lack of a belief in Santa Claus is true. Your lack of a belief is a true statement that just it, it's that you're right that doesn 't sound right I, and I would never say it that way
1: right well th- and this is where this is where i 'd give some pushback because so so what you're what you're pointing to is is typically kind of the autobiographical view of it right it 's a, a description of a lack of belief so so if you imagine all all of all of the propositional beliefs that I have, positive or negative, are like a marble in a box, right? If you have an atheist, you're going to look, you're going to look through the box, and you're not going to find the marble that corresponds to uh, the proposition that God exists is true, right? You're, you're just, you're not going to have that proposition in the box. So literally, that belief is lacking in their cognitive framework, right? But that, that's what you're getting at. That, that's just a description of the person. It's autobiographical. Right, so so it you know it and at that point it just becomes trivially true, right if if someone claims well my atheism is the lack of you know the lack of belief or the lack of the presence of the belief that God exists, okay, then atheism, I mean every single person in the world can just concede to that point, atheism because it's just trivially true, right here here's though where where I'm gonna where I'm gonna uh, give a little bit of pushback though um, if you mean um, something similar to what I mean when I say I don't believe in Santa Claus. Um, it's not merely an autobiographical statement, right? Part part of and this is maybe you could explain this uh, because part of my my you know conceptual consistency concern is I'm not sure what it means to say that I have just a simple lack of belief because typically, um. I don't ne- like. I, I don't necessarily have a lack of belief. I have. A, I have a positive um, disbelief or or rejection, right? So so I don't. Technically, I lack a belief in the proposition Santa Claus exists, right? I, I lack that belief, but it's because I possess the positive belief Santa Claus doesn't exist or probably doesn't exist. I mean, depending on what concept, I might have more or less certainty of it. But Santa Claus doesn't exist, right? I have that belief. Um, or or I might I might have the positive belief there is no evidence for the existence of Santa Claus, right? Um, so it's not it's not pure it's not just like a pure lack of belief, right? I, I, so I don't know if you could kind of work out how how when when I'm conceptually aware of something and I have these kind of probabilistic beliefs about it, probably is true, probably isn't true, whatever it is. How can I actually have kind of this pure lack of belief um, that that that's described by that autobiographical use?
0: So I think the challenge here, the only place the analogy breaks down is that when you say Santa Claus, everyone who acknowledges Santa Claus, even as a fictional character, has the same properties. We know what he looks like. We know what he sounds like. When he laughs, we know what he dresses like. We know what he eats. We know how he travels. We all agree on 95% of the the properties to Santa Claus and, and a lot of times because it was based on an actual person and then the legend grew over time through a cartoon and, and now we all have the same idea of who Santa Claus is. Um, when someone says God, I mean I, I – I can sit down with any two Christians and, and start off with the question, do you believe in God? Yes. I'll look at the other one. Do you believe in God? Yes. And I can ask them enough questions that by the end of the conversation, you're going to realize they don't even worship the same deity. Some of them believe he predetermines everything you do, and some of them believe he just knows what you're going to do but doesn't predetermine them. Some believe he created the properties for evolution to take place and allows evolution to to happen, and others believe the creation story is completely true and the fossils were planted by Satan to fool us. But these are both people who say they believe in the same God, yet when they describe that God, they describe him very, very differently. Um, I'm so not, I'm not
1: sure that that would qualify for, um, right. Cause we're, we're talking about just when we're talking about God in, in the classical sense, you're, you're just talking about the ontological properties, right? So, so we don't necessarily mean, um, agreeing in every way that he, he might interact.
0: Right. I'm, I'm getting to something here though. And right. that's kind of, that's kind of the point. You asked me how you get to that pure lack of belief. And right. I'm, I'm, what I'm getting at here is that I, I can say I lack a belief in a deity. If we're gonna leave it vague, we're passing in conversation, or I have twenty seconds to have you know spout my answer on a radio show, that's how I'm gonna say it. If you start to then nail down a specific God and say, okay, let's go to Elohim in the old testament, and let's say that this God was interacting with people and this God was, you know, commanding the deaths of infants in first Samuel 15, three, and let's go deep dive. Do you think this God exists? as you would say, a positive belief that there is no Santa, then I can tell you I have a positive belief that that guy is not a real character. And we can get into an entire discussion about why I think that specific God does not exist or why I think there is so much lacking evidence that I do not believe that God exists or would even go as far as to say I believe that God does not exist. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't be convinced in the future that some God might exist because I'm open to the evidence and could change my mind with sufficient evidence. So that's why it's a little bit different using Santa Claus versus God because God has such a fluid meaning. I mean, I talked to a guy the other day that said God is awe. If you experience awe and wonder, that's God. And I had to have this whole conversation by going, then why call that God? Call Call it joy, call it wonder, call it awe. And we had this whole conversation about why he refers to that as God. So the word God becomes the issue for me when it comes to a positive claim versus a negative claim.
1: Yeah, uh, I should have you on another time to talk about because um, I, I would push you on um, the, the, uh, the objective. You know, I, I would believe if there is was evidence, uh, I, I have a feeling we'd have a very productive conversation on that. Um, as far as far as the differences, though. Right. So so typically and, and this is where I, I'm going to keep coming back to the kind of that functional conceptual consistency. Right. So in 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 dialoguing with with a lot of atheists and, I, and I've and i never dialogued with you before. So that, you know, this is this is not a direct, you know, you do this or anything like that. Um, typically, when I dialogue, though, there's the rhetorical strategy of, oh, well, if I'm an atheist. Right. And, and I think this is the this is the strategy of why atheism has come to be redefined as a lack of belief and what you know which is fine I mean we, again words are words are fluid we redefine, we redefine words you know all the time um, for functional reasons but I think this is one of the reasons um, is that it, it's a really helpful rhetorical strategy because it has the appearance of, of unburdening the atheist right it ha- it has the appearance of saying if I'm if I'm the atheist in the conversation, um, I can get away. With with making claims and making statements, but I don't have the burden of proof in the conversation, um, right? So so it, you know if, if an atheist and a, and a theist is talking about it, um, you'll have you'll have an atheist uh, you know say the, the Bible is full of and I, I'm not imagining I've had this conversation probably hundreds of times, right? The Bible is full of contradictions, right? If it was God's word, it wouldn't be full of contradictions. Right? And I'll say, okay, fair, you know, fair enough. If, it, if it's God's word, it wouldn't be full of contradictions. Can you show me any contradictions? And the atheist will say, I don't need to. Right? You're the theist. You have the burden to prove. You need to prove to me that it's God's word.
0: No, no, no. That's, that's, that's false. Um, I, oh, I,
1: I agree. The, I, I, that, the, but that's the rhetorical strategy.
0: No, it's not, though. That's a misunderstanding of the strategy. When the atheist says there are contradictions in the Bible— that is a positive claim that requires evidence, and the atheist has the burden of proof to provide those contradictions. And I have a list of about 60 of them that we could go through. I will provide those. If I tell you there are contradictions in the Bible and you say, show them to me, it's my job to show them because I've made the claim. What you're talking about is whenever an atheist says, I don't believe in God, and the Christian says, but God exists, and and then the atheist says, well, um prove to me that your God exists, and the Christian says, prove that he doesn't exist.
1: Which is stupid. I agree with you on
0: that. And that's when the atheist says, I don't have the burden of proof. You are the one that not only you claim to have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe, you have consistent conversations with this thing, and on top of that, he has told you how I ought to live, and now you are dictating to me The way I need to raise my children, the way I need to dress, who I should sleep with, what I should eat on what day and how I should vote for my politics, how these women should make decisions about their bodies and who is allowed to get married and who's not allowed to get married, all based on your belief. If you're going to control my society, you have the burden of proof. To show me that your God is actually the creator of the universe. That's the accurate way the burden of proof should be used.
1: Yeah, so so that so I agree with you. That is the way that it should be used. I, I'm pointing out the way that it <laughs> effectively is used and is actually used.
0: I've um, heard it used in the way that you just. Oh, said. I,
1: it, happen, it happens. It happens all the time. time
0: never heard an atheist say there's contradictions in the Bible yeah. and the Christians say, show me one and they go I don't have to yeah. never in my life have I heard um, that happen it, it, and I, I would condemn it if I heard it I yeah. would condemn the atheist publicly because there are tons of contradictions to point out they're very easy to point out why not show them Yeah,
1: again again, a topic for another show I could have you on uh, but yeah it happens I mean now that we're friends on Facebook I could, I could tag you uh, probably daily in these types of conversations right because and a lot of people will think <clears throat> that the burden of proof is just one thing, as if, as if, like in a dialogue, the burden of proof never moves, um, which is which is also very problematic. And and I see this happening on both sides, right? And and I'm and I'm in the same boat as you are when I when I'm in a in, you know a kind of a third party or observing a conversation, um, and the Christian goes, "Well, you need to prove to me that God doesn't exist, right?" I'm going to be you know on on your side and say, well, uh, you know, foul. Uh, you know, red flag on the field. Sorry, no. You you know, you don't have to have a burden of proof um, for for the the negative position. If someone makes the positive, so this is where it gets confusing. Someone can make a positive claim about a negative state, right? Um, so I I could make the positive claim: Santa Claus does not exist, right? Not a, not I lack a belief. Not you need to prove it to me, right? But I I could say, I, I you know, I'm sorry, Santa Claus does not exist and i actually do have a burden of proof in that case the problem is well not not the problem right because you don't you don't know me but i i was an atheist for about you know the first 20 years of my life um and and looking at kind of the state of atheism right now and um kind of the the, the popularizers um I, I if i was still an atheist I, I would not have been happy with the state of atheism um and 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 the people that are getting um Often the, the publicity and, and, and kind of are, are driving some of the, the arguments and the mimetics and, and stuff of, of the movement. Um, but, a, but a lot of th- the, the thing that I would have said is, look, yes, I have a burden of proof, but it's so minimally easy to meet. Um, right So the example that I, that I give uh, and, and I've had on, on the show before is the example of sun humans. right If someone comes to me and says, right now, there is there is a whole there there was an escape tribe of Israel there's the secret lost tribe of Israel that was way before their time and they invented spaceships and they are now living on the surface of the sun right there, there are there are humans just walking around on the surface of the sun as is uh right now right if I say that's nonsense right there there are no humans on the face of the sun um that's a positive claim about a negative state of affairs. I do, I do have a, a, a burden of proof to, to, to sustain that claim. The problem is that it's just, if, if, as far as what's, what's reasonable, acceptable, it's minimally easy to, to, to prove. Right? We, know the na- we know the nature of the sun. We know the nature uh, of humans, of every human that we're aware of. Uh, and we know that there, that there is a, a lack of any direct observational evidence of these humans living on the
0: sun. Right. Well, not just that. Not just that we're lacking evidence. It is physically impossible, not just right. because of the heat, but because there is no surface of the sun that is like a piece of land. It's Correct. a ball of gas. Correct. So it, even if humans could get that close and find a way to not burn up, there would be nothing to stand on. So it, the, 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 the concept in itself is impossible.
1: Right, which is why I said knowing what we know about the nature of the sun right so so you know i don't need to I don't need to go into this you know big long uh defense of it um the 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 burden of proof for that negative claim is 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 minimally easy, right I think you can actually when I was an atheist you know I, I would be completely happy saying kind of kind of like you um although i you know I was um what many would just call a hard atheist i i just i i I disbelieved in in God period uh and, and i would and I just held it as a as a minimal burden, and that was fine um the 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 problem that I'm getting to though um, is that in that case um, I do think that that that's that goes beyond kind of that autobiographical use um, in in a lot of these dialogues um, atheism and and this is this is why I think that there's there's so much tension that happens right I'm not I'm not trying to you know blame atheism or atheists um, although if, if you use a term uh, and you kind of equivocate between those two uses, right So between kind of the autobiographical use of the term atheism where you're just describing the, you know the belief that populates it's a, it's a pure description of yourself and a more propositional sense where you where you think that it, it you know it's it's probably true um, that that no such being as God exists um, then you're, and you go back and forth between those rhetorically, then when you talk – you, if you're doing that and you're talking to theists or you're talking to Christians, um, I think I think Christians – I think we're entirely uh, within our, our rhetorical rights at that point then um, to play on that inconsistency um, and to point that type of equivocation out. Um well-
0: mean what do you mean what, what's the inconsistency that would be pointed out there
1: so so in in the example when when the atheist is is um wanting to wanted to keep falling back on where atheism is just a lack of belief um i know you've said that you don't you don't know what you know you think it's kind of absurd when when someone says atheism is true right yeah. if if atheism right goes because there's there's hard atheism right this is where we kind of get into hard atheism soft atheism or agnostic atheist or gnostic atheist you get you get into all these nuances right you get into yeah, the, these different qualifications if you have someone who's kind of equivocating between agnostic atheism kind of that autobiographical um sense and gnostic atheism where they're where they actually they would say things like atheism is um, reasonable. Uh, or or atheism is the the evidence based conclusion, right? You, you you know something can only be rational, reasonable, evidence based if it's propositional, right? There has to be propositional content at that point. It can't it can't just be a pure lack. Um, if you go back and forth between those two things. Um, I think I think the person that you're talking to is completely within their their epistemic rights, completely within the, within their uh, you know the 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 standard canons of of dialogue and debate um, to push on that inconsistency. Um,
0: and again, I don't think it's a I don't think it's an inconsistency. And here's why: atheism is a conclusion to lack of evidence, but the skepticism is what makes you demand the evidence. So when I say I'm an atheist, there is no sudden list of rituals or mantra I must live by or, you know, I have to, you know, pray to Sam Harris three times a day. Like none of this. You do.
1: You know you do.
0: I I do. I didn't say I have
1: to. Uh, Facing southwest.
0: (laughs) My point is that that doesn't become atheism. That is that person's opinion or that person's conclusion that there is no theism that logically makes sense. So when we say things like atheism is reasonable, it's not saying that atheism is a set of views or is a worldview that is reasonable. It's that when, when you break it down to its most basic point, when you talk about sun humans, and you look at that and say, it's impossible for humans to live on the sun. We know that. But what if I were to say to you, that's what makes it such a miracle that it happened once. And it's so, you're like, that doesn't mean it's possible suddenly. And so we fight this idea where I hear you say something like, yeah, sun humans are completely impossible. The sun is made of gas. We know that can't happen. But you believe a dead Jew was killed and came back to life and floated to heaven, which we also know cannot happen. But you call that your belief and you have faith that that did happen even though you know it's just as impossible as humans walking on the earth. That is illogical. It is unreasonable to believe a dead person came back to life. Well, Let me
1: me, me clarify though.
0: when When people say atheism is reasonable, what they're really saying is it is unreasonable to believe in impossible things and I reject the belief of impossible things happening. I would put sun humans walking on the face of the sun just as impossible as dead people rising from the earth and then floating up to a magical invisible heaven space like that's i put those in the same category you separate those and i believe that's an i believe that's illogical to to do that i believe that's an inconsistency in your view
1: okay so a couple things um i think you're equivocating between belief and worldview Right, I, I I actually would would argue staunchly that atheism is not a worldview. Um, it's not so so a belief doesn't have to be a set of beliefs, right? So so uh, so to say that you know atheism is is somehow different because it doesn't entail rituals, right? It doesn't entail um, that that you you know eat, eat eat you know babies and bats like all of you atheists do, right? Uh, it it. It. No one's claiming that it needs
0: to. Right? Really, so, I, I want to ask a quick question. Yeah. Because I, I really don't. Okay. I I prefer Ford. I don't own a Ford. I used to. Yeah. But I like Ford trucks. I like Ford Mustangs. Is that a worldview that I that I think Ford makes a better product? No. There are other people that believe Chevrolet makes a better product. Do I view I view a world in which. Ford makes me happier than other products. Yeah. Is that a worldview?
1: That's not a worldview. That's a belief, right? So, so a worldview, okay. if you, if you've studied worldview philosophy, right? A, a worldview and, and there, there's disagreement on this, but there's, there's, there is some, there is some broad agreement, right? So if you read someone like, uh, James Sire, right. And he, he wrote, uh, the universe next door and name of the Elevate, right. He does this, you know, he's, he's one of the, you know, the foremost, I think he was a philosophy professor at Missouri state. Uh, I think it was Missouri state, um, he basically gives a worldview is is a set of a priori beliefs or or, or assumptions or presuppositions that answer seven basic questions, uh, or eight basic questions, right? So so what is prime reality? You know what's the what what really is the real? What's the, what's the ontological foundation of all other things, right? Uh, what's the ground of being? You could say uh, what's the nature of external reality. Um, there, there's, you know, the assumption of, are, you, are we in the matrix? Is, is, is the reality really real? Are we in, you know, a computer program? Are we butterfly dreaming, right? What's, what, what's, what's the nature of this external reality? Um, what's the nature of human being? Uh, what happens to a person at death? Uh, why is it possible to know anything at all? Uh, what do we, um, uh, what's, what's uh, another one? Um, uh, what, uh, how do we know what's right and wrong? Um, what's what's the what's the nature of the flow of history, um, and um, what are some of your you know the the core um, commitments? Um, those are the those are the 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 kind of the foundational questions when someone's asking what is a worldview, right? I, I, I don't think atheism is a worldview. I, I I can't even imagine how it's a worldview because I agree with you that it's only trying to answer one question, uh, or, or, you know, a cluster of, of similar questions, right? It's, it's, not, it's not functioning as a worldview. Um,
0: okay, so, so right there. So that's kind of the reason why I don't think it's an inconsistency. When the atheist says, my atheism is just a lack of a belief, and then the atheist starts to challenge the Christian on aspects of Christianity, it's not the atheist's atheism that is driving the challenges. It's skepticism. And the, the the atheist being a skeptic saying you don't have enough evidence for me to believe in Jesus or you don't have enough evidence for me to believe in heaven or enough evidence in the creation story or whatever, that's not – you can't then turn around and say, aha, but your atheism is just a lack of a belief. So you're not allowed to make these claims and these claims. Well, no, 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 no. Atheist just it puts him in a category based on the fact that he doesn't believe in a deity. But his skepticism does drive – his ability to challenge the Christian or challenge the Muslim, tell me why I should believe you don't have enough evidence for me. So to say, oh, that's inconsistent for the atheist. No, atheism's not going to provide these answers. That's just a category you place him in based on his lack of a belief. I hope the skepticism versus atheism thing clears up the fact that there's not an inconsistency.
1: It doesn't because that's not what I'm saying. So let me try to give another example. So, because so, skepticism is is basically an epistemic tool, right? Um, I, I consider myself a skeptic, right? Uh, e- even when I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of a, um, uh, an odd duck even among uh, Christians and among apologists. And in, in, in some of the ways, I'm one of the most orthodox and, and conservative ones you'll talk to. Um, in other ways, if you've, uh, which you haven't, but anyone listening, if you've uh, read my paper on Genesis 1, um, you'll know that I have some um, some very uh, rather heterodox beliefs. Um,
0: I would say I've never met a Christian who didn't say they were a fantastic skeptic. Every Christian who also simultaneously believes, like the guy I had on last week, kept calling himself a five-star skeptic. But every time he would say, no, he totally believes that Jesus died and came back from the dead, and we know that doesn't happen. And well, well, well you have to
1: remember, so you're, you're, given, you're, given, you're given skepticism propositional, propositional content. So skepticism doesn't mean
0: Being that- skeptical of something, when we know something is logically impossible, physically impossible, yet you hold a belief in something that you know cannot happen according to physics, how do you still call yourself a skeptic when you— take that belief
1: you're giving skepticism propositional content you're saying you have to be skeptical and agree with my conclusions about the evidence
0: no and not mine oh, yeah yours physics and facts of reality
1: well then then all you're done is beg the question in that case right so so i can say well because <clears throat> again, remember, you're, you're at, at this point. I think you are appealing to your worldview, right? In, in most cases, I'm going to say the the worldview of the, the implicit worldview of, of most atheists, right? You might have a very well educated atheist that that has really well, you know, thought this out and thought out a different worldview, right? I think Thomas Nagel might be a good example. Um, the default worldview of most atheists is going to be some type of naturalism, um, some type some type of uh, naturalism. Um, amalgamation with materialism uh, and, and empiricism. Um, that, that, that is going to be broadly speaking kind of just the, the functional worldview of, of pretty much every every atheist that we're talking to. And based on what you said, um, I, I think it's probably a pretty fair bet that that's going that's going to be your assumption as well. Um, so the prob- the problem that's going to come from that and, and again this is this is kind of veering off into put, should be a topic for another show. Um, but the problem there is is you're saying, Assuming my worldview, right? If I if I'm skeptical, but I come to the question with my worldview that that type of thing is is impossible, according to physics, right? Well, the question is, and I would just challenge you know your understanding of science at that point, right? What what is the nature of science? What does science tell us about reality? Well, it tells us what's normative uh, based on natural law. Right. That's all science tells us. If, if you think that science tells anything different than that, I'm just going to challenge your understanding of what science does and doesn't do. Um, f- for you know, Tyler, people-
0: Tyler, let me, I think this is getting so muddy for me. Let me just break it down like this. If I were to tell you that I can make tables float in midair and you say to me, that's physically impossible, using no strings, using no, no absolutely nothing, just with my mind, I can make it float. You first challenging me, is is a skeptical thing to do you're being skeptical of my claim and then you say david i know that's not possible i don't believe you you are now taking the atheist position of you lack a belief in my ability to do this but then i say to you tyler that's what makes this so special that's what makes me so unique you're right it's never happened before and it'll never happen again i'm the only one who can do this and then you go yeah, totally makes sense. And then you start going knocking on doors telling people that David yeah. Smiley has these wonderful table-floating powers. Do, Gro- you think, do you think – Grossest
1: misunderstanding of Christianity. I
0: understand, or, but dude, <laughs> I'm not uh, saying of I'm not saying misunderstanding yeah. of Christianity. I'm saying do you think it would be fair to call yourself a skeptic when you believe something has happened that you know is impossible of happening? That's not skeptical. Yeah. That's uh, my it,
1: but I think that's disanalogous to what's being discussed right so again we could we could go down this this is probably a topic for a different show because here here again I, I'm not I, you know, I'm not trying to dodge, but I, 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 I'm intentionally trying to not go down rabbit trails for topics of, of, uh, of de- so de- pick, defending let's, theism.
0: Let's pick four or five of those, and I'll have you on my show. I'll uh, come back to yours, and we'll, we'll have fun with it. Sounds,
1: sounds good. That, that sounds good. Okay. Um, because because I, I do think there are, there are um, reasons why that's disanalogous. Um, but the, the, the point here. So go, going back. Going back to the inconsistency, right? Let me see if I can explain, explain the difference, right? Because I, I think you were think, – I think from what you were saying, I think you thought I was saying atheism is, has to be this cluster of beliefs like a worldview, which I, which I wouldn't say. Right, um, and like I said, I also don't say that atheism is this static thing that it has to mean this one thing. Right, I can grant that atheism could have uh, could have multiple uses depending on the context.
0: Yeah, remind and, me. Remind me of the inconsistency again. I know that the first part is the atheist says my atheism is just a lack of a belief, but then what is the inconsistent thing that you said the atheist does? The the,
1: the inconsistent thing that that often happens, right? And and, it, and if you haven't observed this. Um, I'm not sure how you wouldn't, because this, this happens uh, pretty regularly in, in, in most chat sessions. Um, then the atheist will say things like, um, in, so let's let's use a let's use a prime example. Belief in God is delusional, right? If you believe in God, it's a delusion. Well, what's a delusion, right? A delusion is an unreasonable belief in something that's that's uh, that's false, right? Nobly false. Um, that would be a delusion, right? Well, what what has that done? They said, well, my atheism is a lack of belief in God. Autobiographical sense. But at the same time, God doesn't exist. That's the propositional sense. So then if I go to the atheist and I say, okay, well, defend your claim that belief in God is delusion. Or defend your claim that God doesn't exist. Typically what's going to happen is the atheist is going to say, well, I don't need to because atheism is just a lack of belief. So what they've done is is under the guise of the autobiographical sense, which, yes, they don't carry a burden of proof, they've smuggled in the propositional sense, where they made a positive claim about a negative state of affairs, where they do have, although minimal, and I concede minimal, uh, there is a burden of proof uh, to, to defend that type of claim. right? That's, that's an inconsistency. That's an equivocation between the two terms. right? So, so imagine I did this. So let, let's say, to, to keep the claims parallel, right? atheism and theism, Let's just say theism to match atheism can describe. It's, it's an autobiographical sense that that I possess a belief in God, right? In that sense, theism you'd have to agree is trivially true, right? Because it's just it's just an autobiographical statement. It means that I possess a belief in God, right? So 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 theism in that sense is just trivially true. It's not it's not reasonable, rational. It's not you know whatever. It's just it's a description of beliefs that people possess, right? That's the autobiographical sense. The propositional sense is the sense that well, God exists, right? So let's say I took those two definitions and I said, well, um, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, theism is just the presence of belief in God. I, I, I don't have a burden of proof to prove that that's the case, right? It's just it's just tri- it's a trivial true statement about myself. I, I just I possess that belief. Are you going to argue with me that I don't possess that belief? Well, no. And then I come to you and I say, oh, and and God is creator of the universe, right? God exists, right? And you're going to say, "Will you defend defend that claim?" And I back up and I say, "Well, I, I don't need to. Theism is just the presence of belief. That's all it is, right? You're gonna you're gonna point out the inconsistency, and you're gonna say, well, "Well, you're you're equivocating between two uses, right? You're 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 going back and forth between how those terms are used, and I'm going to call foul. Um, when atheists do that." Right, I I think that they're contributing to to the overall muddying of the waters in which these dialogues happen. Right, so so if if atheists are are by and large, and and I and I I have to say again, this is this is this is I'm sure most of the 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 theists listening to this are just like nodding their head. Yeah, I I encounter this constantly. Um, if that's contributing to the overall, if if that's the way that it's being used. Um, then I think there there needs to be some awareness within the atheist community of how these are being used. So, so I appreciate the fact that you say, look, if, if someone comes to me and says atheism is true, I'm, you know, you're going to call foul and you're going to say, well, you know, what does that even mean to say that atheism is true? Um, you know, I can appreciate that. But by and large, that type of self-reflection, I don't think is happening within the atheistic community.
0: Um, okay. So, so let me, let me jump in here. Um, yeah. w- First of all, I've never said to someone, your belief in a deity is delusional. I've never said that, mostly because I think it's counterproductive. Um, I think that it's an insult to the person, and I think the word delusional has a negative connotation. It's usually, you know... Insane. Uh, it, it usually has something to do with a symptom of a mental disorder or something. You, you're, you're saying something, you know, if someone believes there are... Like, there, there was a, a woman in our neighborhood one time who believed children got into her home and were hiding inside of her couch. We know this is impossible, but she had the police come over and literally cut her couch up to let the children out. And the police, she was freaking out, so they literally just took their own knives out and cut her couch open, and then she felt better because the kids were gone. And so, delusional, I've never used the term, Uh, but I will say, when atheists do use the term, Oftentimes, the way they're using it, they're technically correct. And what I mean by that is that a delusion actually means it's firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is generally accepted as evidence. So it doesn't necessarily mean you know something is false. You're not making a positive claim. I know your God doesn't exist, and that's why it's a delusion. It's that you believe something that is not rational. And so what, what does it mean to be rational? Well, it's irrational, to audit, it's irrational to believe your plane is going to crash. Yes, plane crashes happen, but it's irrational to believe that yours is going to crash based on the scientific evidence. It almost never happens, right? So it would be an irrational fear, having a phobia of dogs. You can look how many people are actually attacked by dogs, how many people are killed by dogs, to have an, a phobia that if you go for a jog, a german shepherd is going to rip your head off is an irrational fear so if someone were to say if you think you're going to be killed by a dog while you're on a run that's delusional what they're saying is you have a belief in something that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is generally accepted as evidence or reality or rational and so when the atheist says i lack a belief in a god and then the theist says something along the lines of well look at how beautiful the mountains are, or look, just look around you. Uh, do you have a child? You can look at your child and prove that God exists. The atheist will then say, "You know, your belief in God is delusional. And what they're meaning, and, and, I, and I know it's taken as an insult very often, which is why I don't use it, but I think it's a true statement in that the Christian is holding on to the belief that a dead Jew came back to life, appeared to all of these people after being killed, and then ascended into heaven, and they maintain that belief despite being contradicted by what is generally accepted as we know that dead people stay dead. And so the atheist is not when the atheist says your belief is delusional, that's not a statement of how true atheism is. The atheist is taking a skeptical view of the claim made by the Christian. And then they they take that they take that claim. The atheist takes the Christian's claim compares that with reality and then says that is inconsistent with what we know to be evidence with what we know to be true that is against the facts of reality dead people don't come back to life so your belief in that goes in the face of what we know to be true which is what the definition of a delusion is so even though it has negative connotations and i don't use it the atheist isn't saying my atheism is true because that's not a that, that the positive claim isn't saying I lack of a belief and my atheism is true because, yeah, you're right. Those would be inconsistent. The claim is an attack on the belief itself. It's a challenge to the belief because it doesn't match the facts of reality.
1: Which, again, it, this would probably be for another show, um, I think is. Uh, grossly begging the question, right? Um, because the base comes down to uh, you, you're saying uh, generally believe, but what you actually mean is generally believed among my atheistic ilk, right? Because well, because no, absolutely no, not. No no, 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 no. Let me finish. That's let the, me finish. Because no, no, no. Because you're going to look around. You're going to look around the world, and I'm not sure to make an argument. You know, an appeal to majority, right? But but if delusion is defined as what's generally accepted, or generally believed, or generally known. Right, uh, and and I'm not just saying you know uh, completely you know uh, anti intellectual right. I'm not appealing to to low common denominator right. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have some of the brightest minds, some of the academics uh, divided. Um, you, you know you have you have some of the 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 scientific studies that are coming out about the the religious belief of, of uh, scientists that are showing um, that actually you know belief in God is 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 um, is, is is pretty evenly split actually. Um, the level of religiosity changes um, and, and, and actually changes directly correlate to the field that they're in. However, um, part of what you're doing in that um, – and, and it's, it, you know, I, I would challenge you to be a little bit more epistemologically self-aware of what you're doing – is you're saying what has to be generally accepted based on the evidence is generally accepted based on my interpretation and my view of the evidence.
0: No, that's not what I'm saying. It has to be because is, you're gonna not, have you're gonna have what, other
1: people who are gonna entirely disagree. Lots, lots, and lots and lots. It, 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 it's it's just it's just flat out false um, to say. That what is generally accepted, right? Because generally, mean, generally you're referring – when you use the term generally, right? You're, you're referring to, to um, uh, common knowledge uh, held by – you know you could you – could narr- typically we mean common knowledge held by, this by is general such populace. A stretch.
0: This is such a stretch, man. You know what I'm saying. Dead people stay dead. They don't come back to life. If I were to tell you right now that my dad died and came back to life yesterday, you wouldn't believe me. Why? cuz why? I mean t- t- tell me why. If I told you my d- my dad died, he was dead for a couple of days and then came back to life yesterday. Yeah. So what would you say to that? So, Honestly. So, right.
1: So, so part of me is going to say you're it's not analogous. I'm
0: right? not asking so, you what's analogous. I'm asking you to the end question
1: but if my answer I to the question is, If life, what my, would my, my answer is because I know the import of what you're trying to say to it. My answer is going to be that, that it's not analogous. It's not an analogous thing, right? So the, the, the this, this is the problem when you're talking with, with you know, when I'm sorry, but this is the problem that happens when talking with atheists, right? Because what's going to happen is um, you're going to come up with disanalogous examples like this. And part of it's floated just, on the back of a misunderstanding of what the Christian me. claim is. I'm
0: just asking you to answer the question. Why don't you answer the I'll, question I'll, first? Let I'll me get that. I'll, well, get, there. How about I'll get, you get
1: there.
0: Answer the questions first. I'll, finish my point. And when I finish my point
1: I'll get there. Then you can I'm gonna, I'm why gonna, why I'm gonna preface I'm gonna preface to show God. where the point's going. Because what's gonna happen, right? Uh, because it's it, because it's disanalogous and because it mostly shows a lack of understanding of what the Christian claim is, right? Because the Christian claim isn't, you know, dead people rise by natural processes, right? Or dead people rise in any given context. Right. The 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 claim isn't that that's not the claim of Christianity. Right. The claim Um, is that a very specific person in a very specific context rose not by natural processes. Right. Right. And so
0: that's what we're talking about. A delusion talking generally accepted knowledge. And I'm talking about facts of reality. And so. Right. Which which is a question
1: begging statement. So I can say a fact of reality is, is the existence of God.
0: No, I'm. That, that's I'm a fact from, of
1: reality. So no, but what I'm showing is you're smuggling Tyler, in your worldview. From,
0: I'm disconnecting from Christianity, right? And I'm saying to you, we're talking about delusion because you were saying that when someone says Christianity is a delusion, that that positive claim now atheism has atheism has right. made a positive claim.
1: But I'm showing how you're smuggling in assumptions, right? So when you when you say when you say a fact reality is X, right? I've, what have you done?
0: No. What, uh, I've acknowledged reality, and this is why I'm doing this as a question to you—that right. you're grossly avoiding by jumping. I, I, no, no, no,
1: I'll get there. I, I, I'm, I'm, setting, I'm setting the stage for it. I'll get there. I will answer your question. Don't worry. Saying, get there
0: just in the context. Just in the context, we're friends. We're both Christians. Whatever, and I call you and say, "Dude, my dad died, and then came back to life three days later." What would you say? Would would you believe me?
1: Uh, probably not to begin with, and I would ask, <laughs> and I would ask for the evidence for it.
0: Right. And why not? Why wouldn't you believe it?
1: Because it's out of discord with common experience.
0: Wonderful. Yep. Okay. That's a great point. And I agree. All I'm saying now, and all I'm saying now, if I were to tell you, no, dude, I know he did it. Trust me. It's amazing. And you're going, uh oh. You may not say it because you don't want to offend me. But the view that's going on in your head is that I'm delusional. I you, believe something. Do you that- think
1: all Christians believe based on, no, dude, seriously? I believe it and then we go oh my gosh that's amazing
0: jumping to a conclusion i'm i'm just talking about in this situation right. so
1: so i'm at, but,
0: but all of these claims all, any claim i could come up with my dad died and came back to life um, i i make tables float any claim that i make you're going to say show me evidence show me evidence show me evidence i sure. don't i don't believe it i don't believe it and you're being skeptical of it it's not a positive claim of your whatever Whatever view you hold on Fords or religion or anything else, it's just you challenging my view that yeah. I make a claim of something. So it's like which, it's like which, just having a conversation of you saying – So then yeah. this,
1: entire thing is, this entire thing is moot then because that wasn't what I said. So I, I wasn't saying that the, the skeptic or the atheist is making an equivocation by saying I have an autobiographical belief. And then when a theist says God exists, they, so they go, mm, you need to prove it to me. That's not inconsistent. I never said that was inconsistent. So, so this, entire, this entire tangent then is moot. So, oh,
0: no, so, no, so, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're so close. We're so close. But that's what I'm saying. When the atheist says
1: – But that's not what I'm saying. You're when, responding, you're responding to my appeal to an it inconsistency. When the
0: atheist says your belief is delusional, what they're meaning is that goes against the facts of reality you need to provide evidence so yet, I don't Yeah, no, no, it doesn't.
1: So so I'm just I'm just gonna push back and say you need to talk to more atheists then at that point. I know you talk to a lot, but I, I, how many how many atheists have you have you heard say that theism should be classified in the DSM?
0: I don't know. How how would you feel if I wanted to argue with you about all of Brian Fisher's worldviews and I want to hold you to it and make you defend Brian Fisher's version of Christianity? Why don't you ask me what I believe and debate me on what I believe instead of picking up these nonsense atheist arguments that I already disagree with and trying to make it seem like I hold to this inconsistent worldview?
1: When, when did I – didn't I say explicitly? Look, I, I'm not saying that you're but saying – But I do
0: – I'm explaining to you that the, that the challenge of the delusional statement is not to say that atheism is making a claim. It's that individual person yeah. saying to the Christian, David,
1: David listen. You is delusional. N- Notice you keep saying the atheist claim, right? So, so the problem is, is that you're giving a very, very, very charitable slant to one kind, right? And I, all I'm saying, because no, nowhere have I said all atheists do this. Nowhere have I said, again, remember, I, I've said words don't have static meaning, right? So nowhere have I said that every atheist does this. Right, but this is a very so so, and, and I'm not even here, you know, trying to get you to defend this view, right? I'm having you here. I'm having you on the show to have a discussion as kind of a social commentary on the movement as a whole, right? And all I'm getting at is that you do have within your movement, you do have probably the overwhelming contingency. Um, in 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 my experience in going to to atheist gatherings and going to atheist church and going to uh, a bunch of different discussion groups and getting invited and going to you know the, the unbelievable forum and the atheist versus theist forum and and so on and you know the the Duckins foundation uh, threads and and so on and so forth while it might not be and i and I grant this while it might not be the majority brute number right. It is, I think, the majority vocally, right? You, you have, I think, at, at least vocally, what? the majority a, a contingency. What? That, that does say things like, th- that doesn't mean the very rosy view that w- when they say theism is a delusion, they mean this kind of watered down version. They, they mean and they will argue repeatedly, uh, explicitly. That theism is delusional in the sense that it should be categorized as a mental illness within the DSM. I mean, this this is this is Peter Boghossian's main point, uh, not his main point, but a major point within his book, The Handbook for Creating Atheists, right? Which which you know, and I and I'm not picking out some some minor you know nut job you know atheist you know godtard hater 121 on YouTube, right? I'm talking about Peter Boghossian. A major, major spokesman, uh, one of probably the the leading uh, booksellers within the movement, who has an entire book dedicated to deconversion uh, because he thinks that uh, theism is such a mental disorder that it should be classified as such in the DSM, right? So again, I'm not trying to pin you down and saying this is your view, Right, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to help us understand that that when you get into these dialogues, when you have atheists and theists dialoguing, and it comes on the what is the nature of theism and who carries the you know who carries the burden of proof and so on and so forth, atheists often contribute to it because they're using these equivocal usages of the term, right? Because. They will make positive claims, like the Bible has contradictions, which you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to say that you, uh, you know, to, that you said you would call them out for it, um, but they will make other positive claims about a negative state of affairs, about the existence of God, um, or say things, again, like atheism is, is an evidence-based conclusion, which largely you agreed with, which is a propositional sense. Right, that's a positive. That's a positive view. It has to be because the only things that are evidence based, you have to have some type of propositional content coming out of that to be a conclusion. I think that's, that's I not think merely the autobiographical lack of sense. No, so, but, but
0: I, I think you're you're, you're conflating a challenge to someone's belief.
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. So, like, so David, I, I, I'm not. So, I'm, I'm not, I'm not conflating the two things. So I, I'm, I not, the I'm not saying, I'm if not saying. Finish,
0: there's no point in having a conversation. No, you. because, because you're, you're, go, go, you're going, jumping in The not, middle of my sentence is talking over me, and I can't get my sentence across. I don't do this to my guests. When I ask them a question, I let them, I let them answer me.
1: Go for it. Try 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 to listen to understand though before you respond
0: st- you think I'm not listening and not understanding I'm I do, trying I to I'm trying to to propose the question to you and you're getting letting me get halfway through my question and then talking over me and I assure you that'll be frustrating for your listeners. My atheist listeners don't like it if I talk over my Christian guests. The point is to have dialogue, not for you to cut me off and talk over me
1: okay go go, go for it
0: I think you're conflating an atheist criticizing the Christian worldview from a skeptical perspective with the atheist making a positive claim about atheism. That's all I'm trying to say. If, if, if you and I both agreed, if you and I were both Christians, and I believed that there is free will in heaven, and you believed that there couldn't be free will in heaven, otherwise evil could exist, could exist in heaven, and I, and, and I say I think your view is delusional, that's not, a state, that's not a positive statement of my Christianity. That's just a, a critique of your view, of whether I'm a Christian or Muslim or atheist or whatever. And so the atheist saying, yes, I'm an atheist, and then saying, I believe your Christianity is delusional, it's just a critique of that view. It's not a positive claim of that person's atheism. That's the best I can say it.
1: Are, are you aware of what a contrapositive is?
0: No, I've never heard of that.
1: So a contrapositive is the log- is the is the logical correlate to a statement.
0: Oh, I know what you mean. Okay.
1: <clears throat> if if I say your believing your belief in Santa Claus is delusional, right? That entails a contrapositive, right? It's not so the, uh, I'm simply going to push back and say there's no such thing again as a kind of propositionless critique with the exception of with the exception of pure a kind of pure skeptical Mm, I don't, you know, I, I don't observe the evidence. Can you can you defend your claim, right? I I think that that would be that that's the closest thing you're going to get to a proposition list uh, objection, right? So I, I'm simply going to push back again and say I, I'm not making the conflation. For, first of all, because again, I'm not that that's not the example that I'm giving, right? Which is why I said try to listen to understand because that, that's expressly not what I said. So I, I, here I'm not, and the examples I'm giving uh, aren't aren't just of the type of um, I think you're wrong, although I think that those views do have logical contrapositives, uh, um, contra which entail therefore my atheism is true, or because my atheism is true, which makes it a propositional thing. But the examples that I'm giving, right, are are actual positive statements. The Bible has numerous contradictions. Right, that, that has a positive statement, um, or or things like um, uh, the the you know God, God has God you know God is a logically contradictory concept, right? Um, th- those types of those types of statements are not simple lacks of belief, right? Th- those types of statements are propositional statements, and they require a burden of proof. But if the rhetorical strategy, and again, you, you, you say things like that when the atheist says right when when you know when the atheist says theism is a delusion, they mean and then you, you give a very, very, very charitable view which in my experience is, is not what's meant um, – exp- exp- you know, I'm, I'm not trying to you know, read the tea leaves of what's meant. I mean I, I'll ask follow-up questions and, and say things like, so you actually mean that it is, it is the, 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 either the start of or has, has the, the, the features of mental illness. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So do you think it should be classified as like in, in the DSM like Boghossian does? Absolutely I do, right? So, so I'm, not, I'm not just well, divining the tea
0: leaves. I want to address that for a second because he doesn't say that. He, he, as a matter of fact, when you said that to me, I remember reading a manual for creating atheists. I actually listened to the audiobook while I was on a road trip and I never remember him saying theism is a mental disorder that should be classified in the DSM. So I actually sent him a text. Well, when you said that Pete and I are good friends, I sent him a text and I said, did you ever say in a book that theism should be classified as a mental disorder in the DSM? And he said, no. And I said, did you say that about Christianity? He said, No. He said it's more nuanced than that, but someone who didn't read it carefully would say that I said that. Religious delusion should be treated just like other delusions. So when you whenever you say something broadly like theism is a delusion. Honestly, I've heard an atheist use a broad term like theism and then a specific term like delusion. The atheist will get more the atheist in this conversation that you're talking about who's already you know, so firebrand that he would use the term delusion to a Christian. If that guy is is in that conversation and says that, typically what's happening in those situations is the more specific a Christian gets about talking to the creator of the universe, telling other people who they can and can't marry, what they should eat, and how they should have sex, these types of things, the atheist is going to get more specific in their attacks on that belief. So I've never heard anyone just go, theism in general is a delusion. What is uh, Egyptian polytheism, Greek mythology and polytheism, Hindu polytheism, monotheism, Judaism. What are you talking about is a delusion, right? So that that's a vague claim that I've never actually heard an, an atheist say. But Pete's whole point is that science shouldn't bend to political correctness. If you claim – if you're teaching children that angels and demons are watching them sleep and that Satan is interacting in his life trying to make this child do bad things, you're teaching this child – that this delusion that we have no evidence for that goes against what we know to be the facts of reality is playing an active role in his life, you're teaching that child a delusion, something that we know goes against the facts of reality. And that's what Pete is saying. Science shouldn't bend for political correctness to make you feel better about your religion. He's never made some generic claim that Christianity or theism in itself is a delusion that should be classified in the DSM. That's a, that's a false mis, that's a mis misrepresentation of his point.
1: Here's his quote: "There is perhaps no greater contribution one could make to contain and perhaps even cure faith than removing the exemption that prohibits classifying religious delusions as mental illness. The removal of religious exemptions from the DSM would enable academicians and clinicians to bring considerable resources to bear on the problem of treating faith, as well as on the ethical issues surrounding faith-based intervention interventions in the yeah. long, in the long term, once these treatments of, and this body of research is refined, results could then be used to inform public health policies designed to contain and ultimately eradicate
0: faith. Okay. So here's what's going on there. Here, here's what's going on there. Beautiful. I'm so glad you read that. Yep. Nowhere in there does he say theism is a delusion. He also didn't say Christianity is a delusion. He also never said that either one of those, Christianity or theism, should be classified as mental disorders in the DSM. What he's talking about is religious delusions, meaning if you were to say, hey, there are children trapped in my couch. I need you to get them out. The DSM can qualify that and say, "Okay, there's there's a hallucination. There's probably some schizophrenia. There's something that we can classify that in. Okay. however, if your child gets sick and you say, I'm not going to take this child to the hospital, I'm just going to lay hands on him and I'm going to pray about it, and the child lays there and dies of something that's otherwise curable, the government will not kick in your door and take the child in most cases because that's your religious freedom. And so they won't classify that as a mental disorder. They'll say, that's your religious belief. But then once the child dies, the government will then come in and say, that's child endangerment, that's child um, abandonment, and you didn't provide medical care for the child that could have saved the child's life. So he's talking about when someone has a delusion, it's classified in the DSM. And then when they say, but my delusion is based in religion, then the DSM doesn't touch it. He is not classifying Christianity or theism as a mental disorder. That was a misrepresentation of his point.
1: Not at all. So let's put the pieces together, right? Based on your own words, as a Christian, if, if I gave you a true sermon, you, had to be, you, you didn't have to worry about being polite – uh, as a Christian, do you think I suffer from a delusion because I believe in the resurrection of Jesus?
0: Um...
1: Based, based on, remember, you said it, it goes against what, what you consider generally accepted, which uh, I think is grossly question-begging, uh, what we know about the nature of reality, which again I think is question-begging. That was your definition of a delusion.
0: What's up, my definition, when you type delusion into Google and hit enter, the first thing that comes up is an idiosyncratic belief or impression that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is generally accepted as reality or a rational argument, typically a symptom of a mental disorder. Correct. So I I would see, I I wouldn't want to say yes or no to that question. My honest honest view there is that uh, in most cases, and I know you said you were an atheist for the first 20 years of your life, In most cases, people are indoctrinated from a very early age to believe this. And so I I very much understand why they believe it. Um, Is it technically a delusion? Well, according to this definition, yes. And even if we say, as far as generally accepted, um, if you count all seven billion people, the majority do not believe Jesus resurrected. The majority of planet Earth is not Christian. So I think there are about two billion out of seven billion that believe in Christianity, which then you could roughly estimate about those those that's about the portion of the earth that believes Jesus rose from the dead. So even that alone, even uh, including religious people, don't believe in the divinity of Jesus. But when I talk, but when I think, whenever it says generally accepted as reality or rational argument. That isn't even a statement of religion or non-religion. That's a statement of facts of reality. And so according to that definition, I would say yes. But I don't know that I would say suffering from a delusion as though you have a mental disorder. I don't believe you have a mental disorder. I think you wrongly believe something that is, that is inaccurate.
1: But is, it a, but is it a religious delusion? Right, so th- this, is, this is what I'm getting at. So put the pieces together. Right. So if you're going to say a delusion just is, right, based on that definition – uh, then someone who believes that that you know a a, a Jew living in Palestine back in, in you know two thousand years ago rose from the dead, um, I would be suffering from what what uh, he defines as a religious delusion. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, I guess if you could make the connect the dots, but I don't that that's not what he's talking about. That's not the that's not the uh, the angle he's taking there. Not just people just having a view isn't the problem. It's people acting on these views based on their delusion and then the DSM refusing to step in and say laying hands on your child and letting them die is not okay. You're suffering from a mental disorder. We should take your child away from you because you're killing the child. Well, that's that's not
1: how the DSM works though.
0: Oh, sure it is. If, no, if, someone, if, someone is, if someone is schizophrenic and, and thinking that there's a demon trapped in their seven-year-old and trying to kill their seven-year-old, the government will take that child for safety.
1: Yeah, you're confusing the government with the DSM. The, D- the DSM is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, right? So, I know
0: what it is. Yeah. I studied psychology for four and a half years. I know exactly what it is. My point is when someone has a delusion that's affecting other people negatively – and then you say, oh, that's my religion. Just like there was a, there was a, 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 a Muslim woman one time that wanted to um, take her driver's license picture in a full-face burqa. And I, I'm going, what? The point of your identification is to show your face, to show who you are, but you want a specific, special religious exemption? And they let her do it. Nothing but her eyeballs are visible in her driver's license photo. How do we identify her? How, how, how do you – the police officer pulls her over. How does he know that that's her? Hey. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I that's agree a, with you. That's, 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 that's a religious exemption to it. And otherwise, now, if I were to go in there and say, oh, I'm an atheist, but I want to wear a ski mask whenever I take my picture, they're going to say, hell no, take the ski mask off, stupid. But if, my, but if my objection is religious, I get a pass. That's what he's talking about. Stop giving religious people a pass and letting them fly under the radar. A delusion is a delusion.
1: Except here's the problem. So, so you're conflating again you're conflating what the government might legislate and what policy makers might do with what the DSM classifies, right? And here he's making a specific statement about what the DSM should classify. And that was my point. My point was you have people like Boghossian who are gonna make arguments about what the DSM should classify, right? And he's saying that religious delusion should be classified. It shouldn't be prohibited from being classified as mental illness in the dsm
0: right he's saying right delusions are delusions whether they have a religious connotation or not fantastic if if something is a delusion call it a delusion and accept the fact that it's not in in line with the facts of reality call it what it is don't give religious people a pass by if they say no i've been talking to my dead relatives for seven years excuse me that's schizophrenia you, that's 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 thinking of things that aren't there talking with things that aren't there that this is it's not schizophrenia sorry it's psychosis believing something exists that doesn't exist talking to something having conversations with entities that aren't really there
1: fantastic
0: it's, and and so it's not a negative statement about these people but it should be classified scientifically but if you say but i'm a christian and these dead people are jesus they go oh well then that that doesn't count you're just religious
1: great that's what he's talking about you're proving my point so okay so if if I if I say hey I pray to Jesus I talk to I talk to God and you're going to say well God doesn't exist right you're, you're 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 suffering you're suffering a religious delusion, right? What does that entail from Peter Kreef's statement saying there is perhaps no greater contribution one could make to contain and perhaps even cure faith than removing the exemption that prohibits classifying religious delusions as mental illness. The removal of religious exemptions from the DSM would enable. So on and so forth. So put it together. If I, if I, as a Christian, I've already already
0: addressed it, though it doesn't matter, and that's a
1: religious delusion. It doesn't matter, no, because you're accusing me of grossly misinterpreting and misrepresenting what he said.
0: You did. You flat out said that he said theism should be a mental disorder in the DSM, and that's not true. And then you said he said it about Christianity, and that is not true. He is specifically talking about people who act on their delusions and then get a pass because they're religious. That's what he's talking about. He's not saying every Christian should be classified as having a mental disorder. That's a misrepresentation. What, and I what, what why Christians, so what Christians
1: wouldn't be classified in look, the DSM? Look,
0: if you want to talk about it more, have Pete on your show.
1: I, I will, but you're, if you're going to say that I'm grossly misrepresenting him. right? His, his intention might be to come around and say, look, we shouldn't, we shouldn't legislate. We should, our policymakers shouldn't give these exemptions. Right? That's something different right? All I said was that he said that it should be classified in the DSM, right? right. It, if you say it's, I mean, it's, it's,
0: it's, a it's at this point, what's the point? But I'm making, not, I'm it. I, the, the, I, didn't write, I didn't write the book. I don't know what he says before that. I don't know what he says after it. I don't know the rest of his take on it. I know what he just sent me in a text message. And I remember that just from the book. And I know that that's my stance as well. So that's what I can speak hy- to.
1: Hypothetical here. syllogism. If, if a, then B, if B, then C. If faith, if, if religious belief, if Christianity is a religious delusion, then it should be classified in the DSM. If it's classified in the DSM, it's classified as a mental illness. right? If A, then B, then C. right? That's, that's just basic uh, rules of inference and logic. It's a
0: hypothetical it's syllogism. Still, it's still an oversimplification, though that wasn't the point Peter is not just standing up on a soapbox going ladies and gentlemen I have a new new introduction of a thought all Christians are special needs mentally disabled and we need to corral them and classify them and diagnose them that's not what he's saying that's not what I said he said he's taught you did say that many atheists including Pete Pagosian, believe that theism is a mental disorder and that's not what he said go back and listen to our conversation
1: if he says that religious delusions
0: dude I'm so over this do you have any questions I, for me or would you like to talk to Pete pagogoian
1: no I'll, I you know I, I would love to have him on the show to defend that defend that type of claim again he might he might have the import different but that that's the logical entailment of what he said it, it, it's not some type of gross misrepresentation of, of his statement in the book
0: it was it was when you said that he called theism a mental disorder because he did not does theism said, does theism entail
1: said, religious delusion?
0: he said that religious delusions should not be uh, given a pass because they're still delusions. That's what he's talking about. That yep. doesn't mean all theism is automatically a mental disorder. It was a misrepresentation of his statement. I'm done talking about it. Okay. I'm not do, Peter do, do, spokesperson. Does
1: theism entail religious delusion? Do, do, I, do I believe in the ex- – so if, if I, I'm a theist – you
0: have any more questions for me, bud?
1: If I'm, I, I'm asking you one. If, welcome I'm a, a the, if I'm a theist
0: – we're beating right, we're beating a dead horse. Do you I, have I, I, get
1: I, I have a point, though, that, that we're getting to.
0: You've had a point for 40 minutes about Pete Pagosian. I didn't come on the show to talk about Pete Pagosian's book.
1: Right. If, if you'd like to escape it, that's fine.
0: It's not escaping it. it I didn't is. write it. Have him on your show if you want more details about it. All right. I've told you what he means. I've told you the point. I've even texted him directly while I'm talking. I don't know why you're still pushing this. This isn't my argument. Once again, you're, you're, you're holding me to someone else's viewpoint. Do you have questions for David Smalley while David Smalley's on your show? I'll be more than happy to entertain those.
1: Sure. That that was my question. That that was one of my questions. Uh, I think you're dodging, but that's fine. We can move on.
0: So I've literally talked to you for about for the last twenty five minutes, but I'm dodging it. You are. So okay, if,
1: if in this case, right? So if we're going to go back to to. The, the, And that's when the fight started. Uh, and that's where David uh, hung up on me. Your call. was I beating a dead horse? Um, sure because he couldn't connect the simple dots between what he was saying. This was my this was my point all along between having uh, you know one usage of a term uh, and failing to have conceptual consistency. Um, and he simply wouldn't uh, connect those dots. He he wouldn't uh, state um, it, what the lo- clear logical implications of what he's already just said and what Bogosian just put in print. Uh, and he wouldn't even simply admit that Bogosian had in fact in print written out exactly what I said he did. Uh, said that I m- completely misrepresented what Bogosian said. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't at all. I think most people listening uh, will will hear that. I will I will put this this apparently infamous quote uh, into the into the show notes as well, so you can see it. Uh, well, I'm sure I'll hear a lot of thoughts about this one, and I really doubt that he's going to come back on the show to discuss all those little side issues that kept coming up. And I doubt he'll have me on his, but. I think most people listening, atheists and theists and Christians alike, will probably have issues with a lot of what he said. Uh, Even if they agree with his positions, um, I have a hunch his rhetoric rhetoric and his kind of tact in this dialogue um, will get some heavy criticism. So thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Freed Thinker podcast. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, commendations, or condemnations, please feel free to write me at freedthinkerpodcast at gmail.com. Visit the blog at uh, freedthinkerpodcast.blogspot.com, or find the Freed Thinker Podcast group on Facebook. Until next time, keep thinking freely and I pray you'll be freed indeed. Good night and God bless.